and to understand it. And so uh, tonight, we're going to look at money and possessions. Um, I, I know that we probably often hear many of the points that we're going to talk about tonight. I, I don't think any of the information will necessarily be new information, but it's incredible how much this subject in particular we need to be constantly reminded um, that, that Jesus is our treasure and stuff. Um, I, I think it might be you know, perhaps because we are so incredibly wealthy as we are. I mean, even the poorest person among us, looking at you know, compared to the rest of the world or throughout history, um, are very wealthy. I was thinking about this and um, kind of a funny story. Uh, Stacy and I were listening one time to a gentleman shared at a, I think it was a missions conference. And, um, and it was a gentleman who was like first generation. He had come from India to America. And so he was describing and he said when he, when he, not long after he got he, from a village in India to America, not long after he got here, he heard of somebody that um, had hired like a, a dietitian or, or a personal trainer or something along those lines. And he said he, he'll never forget how he, he went, he contacted back, called back home and he, he told his family, he's like, you won't believe this. These people are so wealthy, they have to pay people to tell them not to eat. So, but that's his, it's an interesting perspective, isn't it? And, and that's, that, that was the way that he, he saw it coming from there to here. So just the incredible wealth that we have. And um, so we want to look in, and talk about that tonight. So tonight we're looking at, at Luke 12. Um, at Luke 12, starting in verse 15. Follow along with me. It says, And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build bigger and larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And so when we look at these verses and we, we look kind of at a summary of these verses, what we see um, first is a warning. And we see the warning given in verse 15 to take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. In other words, wanting, craving, having to have these material things, especially things a lot of times that belong to someone else. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Right? That's not what makes us us. That's not what defines us. That's not what defines success in life. 
even though many times that's, that's what we're told and that's how we think. Um, then Jesus goes on to explain what he's saying here, and he, he, does, he gives this explanation with um, a parable, telling a parable in, um, about the rich fool, and his riches did not last or bring ultimate security or happiness. So if you look back at verses 17 to 19, um, you're going to see a couple of words in there that are repeated fairly often. You see any words that are repeated in those verses? They're actually small words. I, yep, I and me, right? We, we see those repeated over and over. We can learn a, a very valuable lesson from that, right? Well, what does it tell us about this, this guy? Well, you know, where was this man's focus in his mind and his heart? It was on himself. And so from this we learn the lesson, do not covet riches or possessions. Rather be rich toward God. Being rich toward Him, knowing Him, worshiping Him, obeying His commands, bearing fruit. All of those things are what it means to be rich towards Him. And so we're going to look at uh, look at the world's understanding of money and possessions. And really, in a word, it's materialism. And that, that means the more money and possessions that you have, the more secure, comfortable, and happy you will be. And, and this view of money and possessions is everywhere, isn't it? It, it? Everywhere we look. Advertisements, books, movies, social media, all over the place. You know, if you, if you just had blank, whatever it is, you would be comfortable and happy and secure in life. You'd never be unhappy. You'd never be scared. You'd never be uncertain again. But there's also another word for this. There's another name we could put here, and that is, it's actually a lie. It's a lie of Satan that more money and possessions makes us secure, comfortable, and happy. Earthly material goods will not do that. Especially not th- that lasts. And so, after kind of seeing that definition and, and knowing we see it all over the place every day, we're going to look at then the biblical understanding of money and possessions. And so the first point we see when we look at this from from a biblical perspective is that money and possessions are from God, they belong to God, and they're under God's authority. From Him, belong to Him, and are under His authority. We can see these verses. Um, Haggai, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. In Job, uh, the Lord says, whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. First Chronicles 29, both riches and honor come from you and you rule over all. It's all his. And that's where we've got to start. From him, belong to him and under his authority. You know, one thing that um, 
the, the lesson as I'm looking through it mentioned was if you had to, to go and make a list of all the items in your home, how long do you think it would take you to do it? How many of those items would be necessities to live? Kind of sobering to think about. Um, everything belongs to him. Secondly, money and possessions are temporary. They're temporary. They won't last. Matthew chapter 6, um, where, where Jesus talks about that. Uh, putting things where, where moth and rust destroy. Uh, they'll be good done. Um, this was interesting. It, it said um, at one point in John Wesley's life, uh, his house burnt down. And when he heard the news, his response to it was, no, the Lord's house burnt to the ground. That means one less responsibility for me. It's an interesting take on that and perspective, but the point there that he's making is, of course, it burned down. It was the Lord's, and it's gone. Um, so, money and possessions are temporary. Number three, money and possessions cannot satisfy. Money and possessions cannot satisfy. Um, Ecclesiastes Chapter 5, 10. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. It will not satisfy. Um, first of all, there's always more to get. There's always more. Secondly, you also... Once you get it, then you got to worry about how to keep it. Right? I mean, don't you think that, that's a lot of worry and anxiety in itself? How are you going to keep it? Then there's also, there's the next best thing coming in the future. Right? The next phone, the next car, the, the bigger and better and greater thing in the future. Um, so... Here's a question. Can you think of a time when you really wanted something, you got it, and you're disappointed with it? I can tell you for me, and I know this probably sounds silly and, and crazy, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, and it's not a big thing, but I think it illustrates this. I remember growing up as a kid when they showed those commercials of Werther's Original Candy. How good that stuff looked. Man, they talked about how it was cream. Oh, man, it was good. And I remember getting some. Man, I was disappointed. I don't know what I was thinking or what I was expecting, but it won't what I got. And so... Again, I know that's a, a small thing, but it kind of illustrates how I was told, I was promised how, how good it was going to be, and then it, it didn't come through. Um, it doesn't bring true, lasting joy. Number four, 
Money and possessions can become a dangerous trap. Dangerous trap. 1 Timothy 6. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. So there's a couple of examples of how um, these, these things can be a trap. So one example would be um, if a person neglects other things like time with family, uh, they neglect being um, in the Lord's house and, and worshiping um, in order to work all the time to get stuff they don't really need. There's, there's something out of whack there, out of order. Um, or when someone pursues money and work more than they pursue the Lord. In their mind and heart. Again, there's a problem there with the desires of the heart. So it can can lead to a very, very dangerous place. Number five, money and possessions are gifts from God to be used for kingdom purposes. Uh, We see Jesus spoke about this in Luke 12. Do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give them to the needy. So these words of Jesus talking about how Possessions are to be used. Um, and the, the lesson mentioned um, this gentleman that uh, I'm not familiar with him, but apparently he created um, and invented these large machines to, to move large amounts of earth, of dirt, um, to be able to, to move them around and, and grade the land and, and do all that kind of stuff. And so with all the wealth that he got from that, his... What he came up with was this idea of uh, reverse tithing, or instead of giving 10% to the Lord, he kept 10 and gave 90 out of his wealth. And I know other people have done similar things like that, but just the, the example that this guy had of, of, hey, the money and the things that I'm earning being given to me are to be used for the kingdom of God. So it's just a, an interesting um, Example there for us. Number six, money and possessions are an opportunity for believers to demonstrate where their real treasure is in knowing, trusting, and loving Jesus. Uh, Again, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How we treat money and, and possessions shows to the world what it is that we do truly value. What do we treasure in our hearts? Then um, it's an opportunity to show them that, that it's Jesus and not our stuff. Um, so tonight, I, one last thing that we'll look at this evening is to to kind of drive this home, think of the, 
the one prized, material prized thing that you have in your house, the, the thing you own. And we're going to ask ourselves some questions about that item. First of all, do I see this as a gift from God, belonging to God and under His ultimate authority? Secondly, if God were to ask me to give up this item tonight, what would I feel and how would I respond to it? If a friend asked to borrow this item, would I have a grudging heart or a generous heart to let them borrow it? How easy or difficult would it be for me to give this item away? And lastly, have I ever considered how this item could be used for God's kingdom? Showing His love to others and not just for my own pleasure. Again, it's the idea tonight of our money and our possessions and how we think about them um, and how we live on a, a daily basis and how we treat our stuff. Um, do we have this constant kind of heart attitude in the mindset that it belongs to the Lord? That we are to treasure Him above our stuff. I just think it's very helpful um, to be reminded of this once again. So let's pray together. Father, we thank You tonight for the truth of Your Word how it shows us, it reveals to us the idolatry that's in our hearts. Lord, when we covet, when we want, when we crave anything more than we want and we crave and we desire you. So Lord, we pray that you would, would reveal that to us. We pray that, uh, Father, you would, would grant us repentance in that area. That we might put that aside and might follow and chase after you as our prized possession. And so, Father, we uh, pray this tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen.